From the beginning of the pandemic, the race for a coronavirus vaccine has served as backdrop to the 2022 election, with President Jair Bolsonaro and São Paulo Governor João Doria fighting for prominence on Brazil's right wing. The first round saw the pair fight over which vaccine would become available to the public first. The Coronavac, developed by the Chinese lab Sinovac and tested in Sao Paulo, or the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was tested by the Osvaldo Cruz Foundation, a federal institution. Production of the AstraZeneca vaccine has stalled in Brazil, and the overwhelming majority of Brazilians vaccinated so far have received the Coronavac. So, advantage Doria. In round two, the president and the governor of Brazil's richest state are engaged in a new race to see who will be able to deliver the first Brazilian-made coronavirus vaccine. For all intents and purposes, such a race can only be beneficial for the Brazilian population, which has been battered by the uncontrolled spread of the virus. So this week, we will talk about the prospects for a made-in-Brazil coronavirus vaccine. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. On March 26th, the state government of Sao Paulo called a press conference. Governor João Doria had a triumphant tone, with a smile no doubt beaming underneath his face mask. Nós vamos anunciar neste momento um anúncio histórico para o Brasil. When he announced that his state had developed a quote, a primeira vacina 100% nacional. 100% Brazilian coronavirus vaccine. It was dubbed the Butanvac, after the state's flagship biological institute, Butantan. Despite the claims of a totally Brazilian-made vaccine, the immunizer actually uses technology developed by New York-based Mount Sinai Health System and is being developed not only in Brazil, but also in Vietnam, Thailand and Mexico. Still, the announcement excited the Brazilian scientific community, this new vaccine is said to be low-cost and will use the same technology as influenza shots. If clinical trials are successful, the Butanvac could give Brazil the power to produce its own vaccines and control the coronavirus. So far, the country has depended on the import of inputs and ready-for-use shots. But with China and India expanding their own vaccination programs, these two pharmaceutical powerhouses are putting the brakes on their exports, which will affect the entire world. And as isolation rates drop and infection rates skyrocket in Brazil, getting jabs in arms is more important than ever. The Sao Paulo government announced it would file for authorization to hold human clinical trials and forecast rollouts of the Butanvac for as early as mid-2021. The news had such an immediate impact that just a couple of hours later, the federal government announced it's working on its own coronavirus vaccine, which is approaching the trial stage too. It is important to note that the Jair Bolsonaro administration adopted an anti-vax stance throughout most of the pandemic. It only changed its tune once it became obvious how popular vaccines were among Brazilians. But now the government is even championing one of its own. If trials on any of these Brazilian vaccines are successful, it should give local labs the scale and autonomy necessary to speed up the sluggish national immunization process. 
The latest hiccup in vaccine rollouts came late in March, when a 2 million dose shipment from the United Nations COVAX initiative was postponed due to problems with a South Korean supplier. Our guest this week is Flavio da Fonseca, a professor at the Microbiology Department of the Federal University of Minas Gerais, a member of that university's Center for Vaccine Technology and the current president of the Brazilian Virology Society. Dr. Flavio, thanks for being with us. How much of a game changer is the Butanvac, this new vaccine developed by the Sao Paulo-based Butantan Institute? Yes, I think it has uh, the potential to be uh, a vaccine able to be produced in mass in mass production in Brazil, which we lack at this point. The thing is like for to produce like the Sinovac, the, the vaccine itself cannot be produced in Brazil because we don't have a uh, production uh, set up in uh, biosafety level three. Therefore, we are still depending on importing the main component of the vaccine, and then we have to put it together here in Brazil. That's what Butantan does. It's the same thing about the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine for biomanguinhos. It, it, it didn't have in the past the, the setup, the, uh, uh, the facilities to produce uh, that technology, that kind of vaccine. That's why it's taking so long for us to put it together and finally be able to produce here. What this new vaccine, the Butanvac, uh, despite all the uh, uh, discussion that is going on right now, if it is 100% Brazilian or not, it doesn't matter uh, in my perspective, is that the fact that the important thing is that the fact the protein is it's able to be produced here. The, uh, the vaccine is based on a, on, a, on a vaccine, an avian vaccine. It's an avian virus that uh, has in its surface, it's a recombinant, an engineered virus, and on its surface, it has the, the coronavirus protein. After we produce this recombinant virus, which is made of, of, a, of a chicken virus, then you kill this virus and use it as an inactivated vaccine. And the main advantage is that the Butantan is already proficient in producing the, the flu vaccine, which is producing eggs. And this new vaccine, the Butantan uh, it's also uh, able to be produced in, in, in eggs. So you have the setups, you have the facility to do that, and then you have the capability to produce it in mass. I think that's the main point in, in involved in this new technology, this new uh, vaccine that is being now submitted to 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 Anvisa in order to roll up the uh, the process of of of, of uh, clinical trials. So Jimas is the head of Butantan said that we could see the Butanvac distributed within a couple of months, somewhere around mid-2021. Is that a realistic timetable? Yes, I think in this aspect, uh, people from Butantan has been a little bit uh, optimistic. I would say too much optimistic. I don't think the, the timetable is realistic because uh, if you start, for instance, it's a two-dose regimen for this new vaccine. So just to vaccinate people for clinical trials, phase one and two, you would have, uh, you would need one month just to vaccinate people because you have a first dose, 21 days after you have the second dose, and then you have to wait for 14 days in order to, to, uh, to volunteers to have the full uh, uh, immune response developed. So just to immunize people, you would, would need uh, one month. And then you have to do all the analysis. And I think just one month would be uh, too little for all the analysis. I would say the, fa the clinical fi uh, phase one and two would take at least three months. So we're, taking about, uh, we're talking about three months to uh, submit all the data and then have the uh, authorization for phase three. And phase three is the most complex phase in, in a vaccine trial, in a clinical trial in human beings, because you have not only 
300 or 400 volunteers, but now you have 30,000 volunteers that you have to vaccinate and then follow them up. Uh, it means that they have to be ex exposed as a general population and they have to develop or not the disease. You have to follow these people for four, five, six months, as long, it uh, as, long as it takes for them to, to be exposed to the, to the virus naturally circulating. Therefore, I don't believe less than nine months uh, would be realistic for uh, an emergency uh, authorization for a start, you know, vaccinating people uh, in real life. I would say at least nine months. That would be, a, 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 in my point of view, that would be a, a realistic uh, timetable perspective. Now, I agree that from a health point of view, it means very little where the Butanvac is from, if it's 100% Brazilian or not. But couldn't this politically fueled false statements about the Brazilianness of the vaccine undermine the credibility of these efforts? Because, I mean, there's already so much disinformation going on, and this could lead to even more distrust, couldn't it? Because... I mean, I remember late last year when the Sao Paulo government delayed the presentation of data related to the coronavac, fueling rumors that the Butantan could be doctoring these numbers. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think, I think there are two different aspects that should be analyzed. The first one is that uh, all the vaccine process in Brazil has been too much politicized, has been contaminated by politics. And that is not a good thing because you have you know, people start to, to push things and, and favoring one or other person, one or other uh, party. And, and, and then you, you, you lose uh, the ability to look at, at as it is uh, to all uh, the scientific data that is behind all those politics movements. However, although this is very bad, in my opinion, when we start mixing politics and, and, and science. Uh, the, the, the scientific data are still there. So we have to be able to look through the politics, to look through all these, this makeup that has been uh, uh, done by politics in order to, to, to publicize them instead of the vaccine itself, and look at the scientific data. Of course, uh, sometimes the influence of the politics uh, make it, difficult to analyze what the science data behind it is. And we saw that for CoronaVac, for instance. But then after the data start to be demonstrated, start to be to become public, and then you have access to that, and then you realize that the vaccine is a good vaccine for what it, it, it's meant to be. It's meant to be a vaccine to, to, to avoid people to get sick. Uh, it is not going to work to avoid people to get infected. And actually, most of the vaccines that we have uh, uh, been uh, licensed uh, emergency today, uh, not only in Brazil, but uh, abroad uh, as well, they are vaccines that, that the main focus is to stop people from being sick. But some of them, uh, these people are still going to get infected. So uh, um, I think these vaccines that we have like now in Brazil, the two vaccines that we have, they fill up this, this, this niche uh, in, uh, in a good way. And, and we have to believe these vaccines are good and we have to adhere to, adhere to, to the vaccination program because that's the only solution that we have. For instance, we, we are living in a chaos right now because of the, uh, 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 the, the, the rampant numbers that we have in relation to, to death and in relation to, uh, to new uh, number of cases. And right now, in order to, to, to alleviate the, uh, the, the, the health system, we have to stop pe people getting sick. So the vaccine that we have now, there are 
okay for that. They, they have this niche, they have this objective. They, they can fulfill this object based on science, based, based on the data that were uh, published. So uh, that's why I'm trying to separate things. I look behind, I look through the, the, the politicians that have been uh, contaminating all this process and believe that the vaccines are actually fulfilling a role that is essential for the current you know, the current situation that we have regarding the uh, pandemics, the epidemics in Brazil. Now, Brazil is capable of pulling off the world's biggest vaccination program with the ability to administer over 300 million doses per year. But the pandemic has exposed a key blind spot, right? Which is actually producing the vaccines. Yeah, sure. I think you, you've been very precise, Gustavo, because uh, uh, the pandemic, the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, revealed a, a, a huge uh, defect that we have. In fact, Brazil has a lot of proficiency in vaccinating people, in getting people vaccinated. Every time that we have to to la launch a, a vaccination campaign for polio, for uh, measles, whatever, uh, we have a excellent uh, um, proficiency in terms of getting people vaccinated and reaching uh, uh, every city, every state, every region of Brazil and getting people vaccinated. This has been acknowledged by, by, uh, uh, by many foreign agencies for a long time. So we do, we, we're good in vaccinating people. However, uh, when you're talking about producing vaccines, and having this technology produced in Brazil in order to give us uh, 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 decision capability in terms of are we going to have this, this vaccine now or do we depend on an importation of these vaccines? So now it's, it's quite clear that to depend only on importation uh, it brings a huge problem because you are in a huge line on every, every country in the world are, are trying to buy the same vaccines and then you have this huge demand and what we see is that Vaccines are, are coming uh, drop by drop, which is not enough to vaccinate a people with 220 million people uh, in the time manner that we need. So uh, uh, the, the, the whole situation reveal our uh, uh, dependency on importation of technology. In technology, and Brazil has never been a country that uh, it's really devoted in in funding science and funding uh, uh, basic to apply, uh, applicable sciences. Some spots are good, but not all. And now it's it's quite clear that you should have been in, uh, invested in, in biotechnology in the past instead of being always uh, dependent on importation. And now what it's been doing is what's been done is that people uh, in the government and and state governments and and federal governments re have realized that um, we're going to have new outbreaks and new pandemics in the future, and 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 this situation for COVID nineteen pandemics exposed a huge gap that we have in our uh, system in order to maintain our our proficiency in vaccinating people. What we see now is that although we have this huge proficiency in getting people vaccinated, we cannot vaccinate them because we don't produce the vaccines and they are coming uh, to Brazil in very low uh, amounts uh, uh, in a very large amount of time. So uh, I think this is quite clear now and should be, uh, it, government should pay attention to that. And I think People are realizing that now and starting to, to, to think in building a more uh, robust capa uh, capability of, of technology production, not only importation.
So while Brazil doesn't have a suitably robust vaccination program, would it be fair to say that the country has become something of a petri dish for new coronavirus variants? Because a recent study identified 11 new mutations besides the variants we already know. And while they are not yet prevalent, they could become if they're not quickly controlled. What viruses do, they're quite smart in terms of getting around things that do not good for them. For instance, if you have uh, a virus that it's being uh, multiplied, it's, it's growing in the population because that's what, what we are seeing now. We have a lot of people contaminated, so you have a lot of virus replicating. Every time that a virus replicate, it, it, it produces mutants. Virus does that for a living. They have been doing that for millions and millions of years. They're very good in mutating to escape uh, uh, things that are bad to them or to improve things that are already good for them. So they're very proficient and, and, and mutating. They do that. Uh, if you have a, 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 a situation in which you have a very high a virus multiplication level, which is what we are seeing now in Brazil, and then you have this uh, the little input of people getting vaccinated. So the virus, instead of, if you vaccinate all the people in a small amount of time, the virus don't have the time to adjust to that. But if you're vaccinating people slowly, what the virus does is that they, they start to get in contact with people that are already vaccinated and therefore they have an immune response to them. But they are multiplying people that don't have the, uh, the, the uh, immunological uh, resistance to them. And then they start to mutate as a response to people that are vaccinated and people that have immune responses to them. You ha you, you, by uh, uh, having a low number of people vaccinated, you give space for the virus to mutate and adapt to this new reality that the virus is facing now, which is people with immune responses. Instead of the other scenario in which you vaccinate a lot of people together, you don't give space or time for the virus to adapt because you just, all of a sudden, you have a lot of people re which have uh, immune resistance to them and they don't have time or space to adapt. But if you have this, the scenario that we have here in Brazil now, which is virus multiplying at high levels and a little bit of a little number of people vaccinated, so you, you give space and time for virus to adjust to this situation and, and mutate, and then new, new, new uh, variants are formed. So one thing that caught my attention during the announcement of the Butanvac was the fact that the vaccine should use proteins from the new, more transmissible Amazon variant. How important is that? It is important right now, Gustav, because uh, we already know that these virus, uh, these variants, the, the ones that have particular set of mutations that we see in P1 mutant, the South African mutant, or the British mutant, they do have the potential to escape immune responses. Uh, this uh, uh, escape is not enough to avoid people from getting um, protect against the disease. So still, the vaccines work because they still will protect people from getting sick, although they do not protect these people to get, to get infected. However, uh, uh, ISP1 uh, keeps circulating, for instance, the, the variant P1 keeps circulating, it will uh, accumulate more mutations, and it could get to a point in which this virus really escaped totally uh, uh, from responses uh, 
generated uh, through vaccination. So it's important right now that we produce vaccines that can respond well to these variants to stop these viruses, uh, these viruses, these new variants from multiplying high levels, and then they have the uh, the possibility of accumulating more mutations and becoming even more reflective uh, resistance to to immune responses. Right. So one year later, we see. Brazil's state health networks collapsing or getting close to a collapse, and the federal government continues to tout unproven treatments and oppose lockdown-like measures. Which hope is there for Brazil to turn things around in its fight against the coronavirus? Well, at this point, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's quite frustrating because despite all the numbers that we see, number of deaths, number of people getting hospitalized, we still see things that people denying that the, the vaccine uh, it's, it's, it should be used. You have see, we see people denying that they are going to do lockdowns, people that still uh, uh, talk about uh, uh, use of hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin as, 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 a, as a precoce way of treatments, and all these things that science uh, have pointed to the right way, and people still deny that this is the way. So uh, it's quite frustrating for us, especially for people working in 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 the in the front line, like all oh, doctors and uh, nurses and all the people working with with patients, and for people working with science well as well. For for instance, I'm a virologist, and I, I I've been following all the science that's been generated, and there's a lot of important information that has been disregarded in Brazil in the ways we uh, uh, pursue f- ways of, of, of stopping the uh, circulation of fire. So it's quite frustrating. But I think at this point, uh, the only solution that we have that is achievable uh, 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 on a, like if you talk about four, five, six months ahead, it's the vaccination. I think we should address the vaccination in a more complete way, because I don't think at this point uh, the population will start to to behave differently. And then uh, uh, I think vaccination is our only solution in a, in a time frame that includes the next five or six months. Flavio da Fonseca is a professor at the microbiology department of the Federal University of Minas Gerais, and is also the current president of the Brazilian Virology Society. Dr. Flavio, thank you very much for your time. We would also like to thank Dimension Sciences, a U.S.-based organization that aims at fostering diversity and inclusion in science. They helped us reach out to Dr. Flavio da Fonseca. And if you like explaining Brazil, please rate us with five stars. That will help more people find out about this show, or you can sign up to The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We offer a seven-day free trial, no strings attached, which gives you access to the site for a week without the need to insert any credit card details whatsoever. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro. Thanks for listening. See you next week.